0: We already hit 1K on the shit we dropped on Monday. Where's
1: Yahweh when you need him? Oh my God! Yahweh help me! You sound like the niggas, uh, the black Israelites. What that nigga kid you say? I'm <laughs> not black no more. Call I'm, me an Israelite. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, shut up.
0: <laughs> uh. black baby the podcast episode black at it again you feel oh me? my god thank downtown you downtown Oakland with me. hello youth radio thank you thank you I appreciate you for fucking with us you feel me black like we never left <laughs> hello you know so we got a good episode of Hello black in store for y'all you feel me we are finna talk about self-defense today um you feel me so you know how we do it when we start we say like us on soundcloud tapping with the itunes you feel me subscribe
1: shout out to all the patrons we got you know Shout out to all the patrons.
0: <laughs> I feel like between every
1: episode, you know, we getting some patrons, you know, people yeah. tapping in. And I fuck with that. I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's been fucking with us on Patreon. So tapping with us on patreon.com slash hellblackpod, soundcloud, you feel me? Make sure you subscribe. And you
1: know, honestly, bro, I just realized we got hella reviews on iTunes, bro. That's I don't listen to the I don't listen to the podcast on iTunes, though. Me either, bro. we got oh, like 85, bro. We got
0: like five star reviews and shit. So if you if you listen to this right now, you know, pull out that iTunes. Give us a five star, you feel me?
1: I have seen, <laughs> I think I did see like one review and somebody's like, these niggas don't know what they're talking about. Something, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I've seen some. We like we that. get some trolls too, they're like uh,
1: pseudo-intellectual dribblers or some shit. Like, nigga, we
0: ain't talking all that intellectual shit. Like, we nigga, talk about shit talking straight about this shit straight
1: from me, our fam. fucking, you feel me? But you know this shit ain't for everybody.
0: So, you know, we had a guest last week and we got a guest this week too. So we got the homie San Kofa on the line right now. How Yeet. you doing, fam? Yo, what's good,
2: people?
0: So thank you for fucking with us, you feel me, and coming on this episode to talk about, you know, self-defense and shit. So you want to give, like, a little—I'll int- I- talk about when I first, uh, like, I don't know. We first talked, you feel me, on Twitter, right? And uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, I was that, following that. you when I was, a y- you know, younger in my politicization. I think he was the black voice, right? That was your handle, I remember seeing you (laughs) Yeah, just talking heavily, you feel me, radical shit And I was like, damn, this nigga really like (laughs) Talking his shit, you feel me And I'm like, damn, I'm finna talk my shit too So, you know, you were someone who inspired me to just Talk how I feel, you feel me, and speaking my truth So man, thank you for that, bro Yeah, appreciate
2: your light, man, for
0: sure You wanna give a little, like, just background on yourself And some of the work that you've done? yeah
2: yeah, I can do that, man. Um, it's really hard to even put... I just hate, like, the bio shit, but... Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, I'm
1: the same way. Blake asked I'm me serious. to send him a bio last week. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like, I don't like talking yeah. about myself like that.
2: Yeah, and the, the, the conflicting part is now that y'all know I'm, I'm in graduate school now, getting my PhD, mm-hmm. and that's, like, conflicting for me because, yo, I had so much shit to talk about bougie academics. I still do, right? you know? Hey, but you right both. now, you know, I'm, I'm inside of it. I'm a member now, right? Like, uh, so... It's like, yo, how you, it's that identity crisis shit, even though I feel comfortable at the end of the day. It's just some little shit I pick at. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm getting my PhD in sociology. Out of school, I don't need a name because I was going to try to get you fired and all that good stuff. But <laughs> if you know me, you know where I'm at. Um. Anyway, so I kind of got in the game. Uh, I, I don't even know if you need to call it the game, but the struggle really Um. right at the end of undergrad. And it was really off of a case called uh, from this guy named Darion Albert. I don't know if y'all remember that. It was in 2009. Mm-hmm. But uh, Darian um, got killed in a street fight. It was kind of like a viral fight at the time. Um, I don't know if you, I guess YouTube had just kind of popped out not too long ago. So for me, I was like, yo, that I was I just had seen that scene before. I've been there before. I grew up in a, a town that had to deal with a lot of community violence. Uh, in a mostly black city or at least country town. Maybe you call it a city, whatever. Um, so that, that impacted me a lot. And from there, I started to question, like, yo, I made it to college. Why are most of my boys right now either, you know, locked up, getting caught up in some, some BS or whatever, just getting kicked down by the system? Like, how did that happen? And so for that just really kind of pushed me to involve to myself, not only in trying to make an analysis, but also try to use that analysis to Push a, uh, an actual change, right? Be amongst the people to actually do work. So I've done that. I've been organizing for a few years. Um, since then, various organizations. The last one I was really uh, vocal with um, was the Workers' World Party. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now and who I am. I guess I need to put out there. I'm from Kansas, North Carolina, 252. Shout it out.
1: Hell yeah, most definitely. I think it's like Blake said, you know, we're super appreciative of you sliding on the show. I know folks probably get, you know, a little tired of hearing us two get on here drinking Hennessy and rambling and shit. <laughs> so now we got somebody, you know, who can spit some game and, you know, maybe even it out. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for fucking with it. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I think it's definitely, before we get into the heavy shit, I think it's, you know, I think it's important that we know, you know, we share some black joy. So I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, some what's, what's something that brought me some joy this weekend? I don't know, bro. You tell me. Oh, nigga. <laughs>
0: Saturday. You should see this nigga face, right? He said, bro. Oh, because this shit make me, to slam his hand shit make the- me so <laughs> juice, bro.
1: So, like, this, Blake, you've been in my house, bro. You know, yeah. I live with my aunt, my uncle, and, like, hella, yeah. my cousins, right? And hella people be at my house. But this past weekend, I ended up, um, like, pretty much just, like, staying up to, like, two o'clock in the morning, bro, just playing dominoes and drinking and talking with my aunt, uncle and my cousins, bro. And we, were, like, we was, we was, like, putting a quarter in the pot every time, 50 cent in the pot, like, each hand or some shit, bro. And it was just, like, you know, we not betting that much money, but they got hella competitive. It was just right. hella fun, bro. It just spent yeah. on my aunt. That's my great aunt, you know. She's 60 years old, but I be feeling like she's my sister sometimes. Like we was just kicking <laughs> it. I just had so much fun, bro, just drinking and chilling with the family. And that shit just, like, you see my face when I when I thought yeah, about it. I'm like, damn, right. like that shit, that's the ideal day for me, bro. Like, if I could have them kind of feelings and those kind of experiences every day, bro, like, you know. That's something that really made me feel well. So yeah, that's what something that brought me some black joy this past week. What about you, bro? I think for me, just getting out
0: of the bay. You feel me? Like I was in Santa Barbara for a little speaking thing, and just seeing the ocean, bro. Like we see the ocean all the time here, but the ocean down south is just different, you know. Man, so that Santa Barbara. You know, the bay ain't got no real beaches. Alameda yeah. is not. <laughs>
1: It's not a beach, bro. Alameda,
0: people be like, oh, yeah, we're trying to go to Iowa, and they take you to Alameda. Like... Yeah, that shit is not a beach, bro. <laughs> but just seeing the water, you feel me? Like, that shit was cool, just to see the water, bro, and just the beach and just to change your environment for a little bit. So that was that was a joy moment. What about you, Kofa?
2: Yo, I was at motherfucking, um, what is that place called? University uh or Loyola, Chicago. Not Like, last week, uh, doing another kind of speaking thing. But afterwards, I got to kick it with maybe like six or seven students. Just on some chill stuff, you know, you know, having some good, some good times or whatever. And really, just chopping it up, man. It brought me so much joy to be in a space to really. I mean, that's where you connect with folks and really build with people outside of just the kind of pomp and circumstance of lectures or debates or whatever else uh, I'm engaged in at the time. So, mad joy. Shout out to those students. They was tight.
1: Hell yeah! I think Black Joy, Joy in general, we gonna talk about Black Joy is something that's super important, especially with like this heavy work that we do. That's most in time, most of the time rooted in like trauma, rooted in triggers. You know, this shit can get it can get hard. So I really right. want to you know make sure we create that space for folks to share some of the good things. And you know, if you ever tap into hella hell of black, you know, feel free to tweet me some of your Black Joy. Yeah, shout out my sure. nigga Ant because he does that a lot. He likes create he creates spaces for people to like you know share, share Joy, and shit. especially because so like
0: when you in the field and shit like bruh, like people romanticize the fuck out of this shit really but this d- shit ain't like talk about that shit all the time this shit ain't <laughs> never cool like nah bruh. <laughs> it's, bro. Not, bro. it's <laughs> like so that's why it's, I think it's important for us to like prioritize it you feel me
1: and just bring it in with what the shit we doing you feel me so hell yeah shout out all the black joy out there but hella black episode 13 13 bro we bruh. got some heat coming 13, for you 13 you feel me <laughs> we talking about self defense on this episode and i think this shit is important because, bro, whenever you talking about self defense, right, and anytime black folks start talking about it, particularly, mm-hmm. like people try to control the narrative and make it something that's totally not, bro. And you know, anytime you got black folks associated with guns, that can make folks a little scared, particularly mm-hmm. white folks a little scared. Shit, probably anybody that's not black scared. Shit, even some black folks are <laughs> scared. Like, why you niggas <laughs> yeah. got guns, like you militant ass niggas? So yeah. I know,
0: uh, Sankofa, you had, I think this hashtag it was called "We Will Shoot Back." Can you tell us a little bit by like why you started that hashtag? Um, or while you no. was engaging with it? Because I remember that was like yeah. maybe two years ago, I think. I don't know. My time kind of yeah. fucked up with all this movement Actually, work, I you know? I think
2: it was like three. It might have been three. I don't know. Three? Uh, yeah. It was right after whenever the Charleston shooting was. Um, and I was just angry. I was pissed off, of course. Like, wake up in the morning. Like, damn. Zankofa, in the church sorry yeah. to cut you
1: off, but, um, yeah, I was going to say, if you can give a little detail on the, um, the Charleston shooting, because there might be some people. I, I, me and Blake know you're familiar with, uh, we're oh, familiar okay. with what you're talking yeah, about, but some yeah, folks might so, not know.
2: Um, Okay, yeah, I think, I don't know the exact date, so I'm terrible with dates, but a uh, young white kid, Dylan Roof, walked up into a church in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, and basically like killed nine people, and was mm-hmm. spraying and all that kind of stuff, um, and I was just like pissed off, like, because always the conversation, it was still kind of the same thing, you know, uh, gun control, he was a crazy, yeah, you know, well, not to use ableist language, but that was what they saying, he got mentally disturbed, all these kind of things, mm-hmm. right, so He was a troubled um, child. Yeah. Yeah. All so, that bullshit. Yeah. I just woke up in the morning like yo pissed off, like and it's not it was something I've been talking about for a for a long time. It right. wasn't some stuff that I had just really jumped off. I had been like, yo, y'all y'all wilding with that non shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're wild. But there's no there's no way. Like, nah, it's not be. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, so I was already having that message at the time I was just thinking about yo, we will shoot back. Not to even know that, you know, there's actually a book, right. Um, from Dr. Kenya, yep. I think it's, I think it's a book for, yeah, called we will shoot back and mm-hmm. it's about the Mississippi right? resistance in Mississippi. Yeah. 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 So it kind of turned out to draw a good connection to the book. I was able to speak with him, um, about it. And I really wanted to turn it into a, like a larger movement, but I was just young and reactionary at the time too. Right. And didn't have the infrastructure the organization to really support it. Um, but anyway, the hashtag was really all about, yo, like, black folks, we need to defend ourselves, and we need to... We have the right to defend ourselves, whether you choose to use it or not. That's mm-hmm. your own personal preference. But we have the right to protect ourselves, and not only just protect ourselves, but our families and our community as well. Um, and that was really at, at the heart of it. You know, we're going to respond um, to defend ourselves by any means necessary That's in that wild. in that context, so...
1: It's so wild how, like that non-violence rhetoric is, like, hella weaponized, bro. Like, people take that shit and run with it. This shit is it's, yeah. it's wild. And the people
0: who take that shit and run with it, it's like, bro, I know you're not even really non-violent. <laughs> like, and they think it's, like, a whole, like, it's, like, a tactic. It's not, like, how a lot of people with their lives. So I'm like, people talking non-violence, I'm like, I know who the fuck you is. You ain't non-violent. <laughs> like, yeah, I know the shit yeah. you're doing. Like, what you talking yeah. about non-violence? You know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. When I think about, I think it was Kwame Ture that might have said this, but so many people get jumbled up in my head, but they say, you want to believe black folks are nonviolent, walk up and smack one and see if they're nonviolent, right? <laughs>
1: Fuck all that.
2: Yeah, like go smack somebody in the face and see if they're really nonviolent. Or I always talk about, yo, if somebody got a gun to your mama's head. Are you thinking about, yo, only can get rid of this person in a nonviolent manner? You're going to throw you your hands no
0: up and say, hands
2: up, don't off? shoot? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, nah, you're going to blow their head off if you can to save your mama, if you love her or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> and as black, folks this, yeah, as black folks in this police state, but we got to look at history and just realize, like, bro, look where that shit kind of has got us in the past. Like, look where being nonviolent has got you. Look where not, you feel me, not being tactical with your self-defense. Look where that shit has got us, bro. You gotta learn from your past that shit ain't got us nowhere and the same folks that's you feel me you'll see a lot of white folks preaching that non-violent shit. you see how they rocking you see how this country rocking we america is not the land of the non-violent bro it never has never will be
0: hello <laughs> like point blank period you feel me uh so saying kofa why like why do we need self-defense or like why is it important to organize you feel me around like the our right to self-defense you know and i know the law. Won't give us that right, but what it's you know, in my opinion, it's our human right to affirm our our humanity. You feel me? So, like, why is it needed? Because I think some people don't people not always get it.
2: Yeah, I, well, like you said, it's a human right, right? You have the right to like preserve your own life and shit. So, uh, it's fundamental for for me. Um, I think the reason why a lot of people automatically get afraid of it because they associate it, a with one time violence. Like you're just going to go out there and randomly kill white folks in mass, <laughs> <laughs> um, Right. Like, and they also think about like, yo, there's no way we could defeat the entire police state. Like they see us in this random, I don't know, battlefield somewhere where it's them versus us. And we lined up and we going to shoot at each other. And and that's just not the way it works out. Right. Like some old ass um,
0: wild, wild west shootout or some yeah, shit. Like. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. And they was like, Oh man, they'll wipe us out in one second. I'm like, it's not about, like, a protracted war at the time, even though maybe it gets to that point. I don't know. But at the time being, like, yo, don't let somebody come in your community and blow your kids' heads off if you can help it, right? Or if we can defend ourselves against that, if there's an opportunity. I'm not saying that every every case that happened to us is our fault. Absolutely not, right? Yeah. So I don't want people to take that statement that way, but I'm saying, like, yo, we got a right to kind of organize ourselves to say, look, we're going to defend the things and the people in our communities, um, Self defense is just
1: a precaution to me yeah, that's, that's how I look yeah. at it It's a way to prevent shit from happening to you bro Like yeah. you even look at uh, Blake talked about earlier Like some of the white militias that was, that was popping off uh, During her like right after Hurricane Katrina Right like examples like that That's a situation yeah. where like Niggas need to be ready to defend themselves Like it's not some shit Especially like you said earlier it can get scary for folks Some niggas think we finna just start going over there and like wreaking havoc Like that's not the case we just saying History shows us how white people tend to act With black folks So when this shit pop off again, we just gonna be ready to protect ourselves. That's all it is. Right. It's defense. Literally, what defense is. Defense is reactionary. Like that's all it is. We ain't (laughs) saying go pop shit off. We just saying (laughs) you need to be able to react when we know white people gonna do what they gonna do.
2: Exactly. And the thing about like here's here's some hypocrisy for you, right? So a lot of folks invest in black capitalism, right? Like we just need black businesses, black banks, and all this. And I'm like, right, right? whatever, right? Yeah. Which you know. All right, whatever, right? Let's say let's say you do have that stuff. Well how the hell are you gonna protect it? Right? <laughs> like how are you gonna make sure that the people that you say you're, you know, not fucking with, uh don't come down and drop bombs on your shit and blow your whole city away. Right. How do you protect yourself against that? Like how do going think about that. And yeah. you know you like, know
1: when 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 the people of power want something, they're gonna go there is nothing they won't do to get it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's that's kind of like what we say like with our breakfast program so we started a I don't know if you're familiar with like people's breakfast uncle we started a program in west Oakland. you feel me where we're feeding um houseless people and we said if like we're going to feed the people we got to be able to prepare to protect the people at the same time because if we're going to feed the right. people like we know like you know it, it seems small but how revolutionary that act is doing right just knowing our history of like you know when the Panthers started feeding people that's when the
1: feds started popping in, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... And, you know, it's not technically legal to just be out there feeding folks like that. And if you got, feel me, black men getting damn near beat to death for jaywalking, what you think they're going to do to some black men out there feeding Feeding folks? black people. <laughs> what you think <laughs> going to happen?
2: You feel me? Right. Right. I think y'all, y'all touching on some good points. Like, the real thing is about, like, addressing the fundamental needs of the people, right? Fundamental human needs. Everybody needs food. Everybody needs water. Everybody needs shelter. And everybody needs protection.
1: Yes, straight
2: up, straight up. on the fundamental needs. And then, like, that's what this shit is all about. When folks are like, yo, what's the liberation struggle? I'm like, yo, first of all, it's a, it's about addressing the needs of the people at a fundamental level. And you can't do that without changing the entire kind of infrastructure of what folks would call, you know, capitalism, imperialism, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy, whatever name you want to throw on the damn whole gomlet of shit that the ruling class uses to fuck people over. Right.
0: And I think when we, even when we say the word self-defense, people automatically think guns when black people say, you know, and self-defense is so many different ways. Like I even consider yeah. our like our breakfast program is a form of self-defense. You feel me? Like there be hell of fires at the houseless camp. So like we'd be trying to hand out uh, fire extinguishers, smoke alarms like me. Like I think that's a form of self-defense too. Mm-hmm. handing out food. Like you don't realize like how important food is. Like I know for myself, nigga, if I don't eat like i am finna be hell angry my whole mood changes my bro. whole mood changes yeah. like i remember one time we we were somewhere you feel me and then we came back and like we eating some chicken like each bite <laughs> we was feeling better and better yeah. you know what i'm saying so like i think even self defense isn't necessarily just about guns but it's about meeting the material needs of our people when like defending it's everything ourselves everything that embodies the self bro
1: everything that embodies the self fearful people and people that have been brainwashed automatically associate self defense with guns bro what do you think about that Sankova?
2: Well, yeah, I think that folks ought to don't don't have any imagination because they have a fear of the real violence that the that the system does perpetuate on folks, right? Like, I won't bullshit. <laughs> they will off your ass. We've seen it time and time again. Almost right? So I think that we have to respect folks have have a real fear, right? And and they associate that with using the same kind of level of violence that the oppressor uses. So they associate it with guns, right? Um, so I think that that's a natural response. But what you're talking about, just meeting the needs of the people. I mean, that's really what. When folks ask me, like, yo, what what is like the work of like revolution look like? Like, how do we get towards that, right? And I really have a large critique about my folks on the left who don't really think about addressing the material needs of the people. Like, it's the one thing to talk about socialism or to critique capitalism. It's another thing to like, yo, show people an alternative. Don't just say, yo, know, like, fuck the police. Like, all right, let's start building an alternative to show them that they don't have to do that. And you don't, have, we, don't we ain't gonna have the the resources in the sense of like capital. Yeah. As the as the system does, but yo, we got the resources as far as the people. Right. And just it just the ideas. That's how you start to bring folks so when you can feed a, a, a person, right? When you can't put food on a person or teach them how to feed themselves, right? Uh, they're more apt to listen to you from a political standpoint. All right, this what we're doing right here, this is socialism. They like, Oh shit, this is socialism. I ain't not even know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's giving okay, something it's like a, it's giving
1: people something tangible, yeah. yeah as opposed to just theories all the like, time. read <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. as opposed exactly. to theory.
0: It's like oh, Google yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. like
1: nah, nigga, I'm gonna show you
0: this. <laughs> this right. how we rock.
1: Because I never really, right. I never really peeped at like how revolutionary what we were doing was. Like I was just like, bro, I'm just out here. I see people as hungry. I got, I got the the means to feed them. Shit, I'm out here. I but got I the think, time and the means. But I here. think that's
0: how that real shit starts. Is like you're not even associating with some like revolutionary shit you just like nah bro this is how i feel yeah you know what i'm saying it's like we talk about socialism we talk about revolution but i feel like all these people talking about this shit like ain't really you know it's all all about theory and theoretical shit like who was a marxist who was a well, you feel me like who was a maoist like all this shit but it's like bro when's the last time you fed your community like you finna go get arrested voluntarily and gonna do this voluntarily arrest in the name of a protest but when's the last time you fed your own people Right. You know, or even thought
2: about how how to change the, the ways we feed ourselves. Period. Not just giving folks the food, you know, yeah. people food, which is, which is meets the immediate need right now. Nick, bro, I'm hungry today. I ain't got time for you to build no farm, right? Right. <laughs> so meeting that, I mean, that's number one priority. But even for the folks who aren't necessarily right there in the community, thinking about yo, like how can I take what we got and turn it into some new shit where folks can eat. Like, folks are doing imaginative stuff with community gardens, stuff like that now. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of that's actually going for, like, going to bourgeois gentrifiers and not actually the people. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's a whole conversation. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. there's, There's a lot of ideas, different ideas about how we can feed ourselves and how we can address the needs of the people right now. Um, and get to show them some alternatives, so they can have something to really struggle for. Because if folks see like, there's an alternative way to, uh, to feed myself," and we don't have to live like we live in, like, okay, let's tear down the shit that's keeping us from doing this on a mass scale. And they're ready to struggle, and they're ready to, to have an analysis and an understanding. They already have an analysis, I should say, but a new language to really articulate it.
1: Right. I'm looking at I'm looking at one of these questions that uh, Blake wrote down on this like mini outline I want to get Sankofa's opinion. Um, It says, what does it mean to protect our community? Like when you think about protecting the community, I would love to hear uh, your perspective and get some insight on like what that means to you.
2: Yeah, so again, same kind of shit. Making sure that folks got food to eat, making sure that they got roofs over their heads, that they in a good space, that you can give them or provide for them the things that you need. But it also, again, about it's about resistance too right it's about that you know, when somebody's trying to come push us around we're going to we're going to struggle collectively together to resist whatever that force is and we're going to meet that force with whatever force that we can and whatever is necessary to you know protect our people right so that's that's what i think about when i think about community protection is really protecting the humanity of the people against a system that constantly has to dehumanize folks so that a few can benefit
1: you use that word resistance. I think that that's a word that scares people, bro. I don't know. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. like, not for me. Like when I think about any time, it, it can be sometimes. Like when I think about revolution, it does look a little violent in my head. But it doesn't look so much as like an act, but it kind of looks like a way of life. But it, it, it makes I see like revolution as like people's material needs being met, like the everyday experience of like. The people that have been targeted like has right. been changed. I, I don't think really it's not at, just a yeah. snap, It's a process. People be looking at like resistance and shit, or <laughs> thinking about revolution. They see it as like this big ass war popping off, and that's right. not how I see it in my head no, at all. It's
2: not, and it, and it has, it's never been right. Like you, even historically, you think about revoli- revolutions. Even the Cuban Revolution didn't, didn't just pop off with you know <laughs> Fidel having one armed struggle and they you know conquered it over. Like nah, it didn't go down like that. It's a process. It's a yeah, you could call it a lifestyle in a sense But it's really about how do you transform society Some people say you don't need to transform You can just adjust it within the, the systems That you got other folks like yeah, Them
1: niggas that I be kind of weary of <laughs> Them yeah,
2: niggas, the niggas I be a
1: little weary hey, bro, of just, just vote away your oppression, bro Hey, Seriously, yeah. you didn't
0: vote for Obama Come on,
1: bro <laughs> My, man, don't even bring up that nigga right now Because I'm a little fuck frustrated with him right now You ain't got, We ain't got to say fuck Obama Because I, you know I had a friend reach out to me He was like, Why y'all gotta, this is not the time to be so critical of Obama <laughs> Man,
0: fuck that nigga, I but swear Obama, to
1: God Man, it's, we, it, we speaking about guns right now, right? And it's just like, rest in peace To like, I, like, I, I really... I don't sympathize with the people from Parkland. I empathize with them. I've been losing friends since I was a kid, bro. So I know what that feeling is like. I know what it's like seeing somebody in the body bag. I know what it's like seeing somebody in the casket. I know what it's like getting that call. I know what it's like hearing them gunshots. That shit is not cool at all. But this nigga, Barack Obama, Tweeted some shit or said some shit in interview about we've been waiting for student organizers, nigga. That's a slap in the face to every black student organizer that's been out here in this doing this work forever, nigga. Nigga, I've been doing this shit forever, forever. <laughs> nigga. Was students leading the motherfucking um civil rights movement, nigga? What's wrong with you? do <laughs> ever say no shit like that, <laughs> bro. What? Oh my God. This nigga Obama got me hot. Why you say that day, man? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh my. god. Oh my God. Shout out San sliding through and fucking with us. This is dumbass, but yeah. I'm I'm Juice. Blake had a lot of good things to say about you. I'm um I wasn't familiar with the work that you've done, but right now I can say I'm definitely super motivated. And we only yeah, halfway through
0: this episode. We definitely <laughs> share
2: hate <Hank laughs> Obama, yo. Oh, right. Shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like a
0: collected thing, cause you know niggas like when you start talking bad about Obama, you know black folks they be they begin weird about it, you know. So if you know a nigga like be like, yeah, I fuck. They what do, you cause saying. he's the
1: he's the epitome of the black American dream, <laughs> nigga. He made it within the system, you know. Folks like that shit. Why everybody else is out here yeah. still suffering? you know yeah yeah i, I fuck wrote, with I, it. wrote
2: a, I wrote an article one time for my own site a blog post i guess called i was drunk when i voted for obama yo and i really <laughs> talked about the <laughs> guy he was out that hand but, yeah That nigga I I was I literally wanted.
1: drinking the juice Now they tell a nigga don't drink the juice that nigga was drinking that, that the that
2: black juice validation man yeah. i wanted to be validated by the system that hates me
1: like, shit I, I was i, I really was i think it. i was like 16 17 when he i remember my, i remember man I remember, bro. I ain't never felt more patriotic than when Obama <laughs> than when Obama got that presidency. I'm not gonna lie, nigga, I would've nigga could've sent me to school to wrap to the flag. Nigga to been with it. Cause I you know, yeah. niggas didn't know no better. I didn't I didn't really fully understand the system at that time. I didn't understand that this nigga was just, you know, they always call people puppets and shit, but I didn't realize like this nigga was still implementing some of the same policies that keep black folks fucked up. You know, this nigga was dropping drones over on folks. I didn't know that shit. You know, I just got caught up in the image in the in the hope shit. I'm like, maybe there is hope for black for black folks in America, you know. There you is change, hope for there is hope for change. black folks in America. It's just a certain amount of black folks, it's just a certain type of black folk. Not all black yeah. folks, you know, in this patriarchy and this capitalistic white supremacist society, you know. Shout out to Obama. Did y'all
2: see him? Y'all see him the other day? Uh, justifying justification and oh Chicago? hell no! Please tell me what this nigga said, please. Oh man! Oh. He was like it's okay if the rent rises a little bit because the folks that we you know they're gonna get jobs, they're gonna get better stuff. I'm they like, just gonna know, work harder. Issues. Yeah, trickle down economics to justify. Oh, this nigga out of pocket. This nigga out of pocket. Well, and he was saying that matter of factly too because he was you know he's been catching some little you know resistance from the people on the ground about it. Damn right right and rightfully so very like like how dare you niggas question me like same shit he do it all the time he always talk down to black folks especially but oppressed people in general Mm -hmm. right like he's like y'all don't really it's always about like y'all niggas really don't know what's going on on the the, he be on some
1: real elitist shit he he be on some real elitist shit like he be one niggas to just follow like nigga trust me i got it type shit Nah, yeah. he ain't trying to give yeah. niggas no answers. He don't want people. He don't want to give people no agency, none of that shit.
0: That nigga just weaponizes blackness. He's like, oh, he do. His blackness is
1: is a, is a fucking. He's like, bro, I can shoot
0: some hopes. So I can invite Jay Z and Kendrick to the White House. So just believe me. The nah, only thing black you. about
1: Obama is his motherfucking skin. <laughs> Barely. Not all your skin is your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> if it was too much,
2: he wouldn't even made it in. You know, he just hit that line that was that was good enough, right? Right. Just light skin yeah. enough.
1: You know, we ain't on no colorism shit for the light skinned folks out there who might take this a little personal. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't on no colorism shit. Your skin color does not define your blackness. Your actions do, nigga. So that's how we roasting the fuck out of it. Ain't no such
2: thing as reverse colorism. So we good. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. They'll get over it. I'm light skinned, so they'll get over it. Oh, shit. I got a pass.
1: I'm on a podcast with two light skinned niggas. They told me I'm good. Fuck (laughs) it. We're fucking around. We are fucking.
0: Shit. So, man, just going back to, you know, self defense, like, I think people oftentimes think about guns, and in our own community, we kind of stigmatize guns ourselves in a lot of ways. Like, we're like, ah, nah, I ain't trying to fuck with that. But, like, why do you think, say a why do you think that uh, guns are even, like, necessary for liberation movements, you know, or um, just guns in general? Like, why do you think they're, they're necessary? Well, I
2: think they're necessary because the enemy got them into <laughs> being the most simple. What? Spot, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, girl, honestly, <laughs>
0: like to hold, to stop you for a second, me and DeWensey we just said some shit just like that right outside the studio. you just said some shit just yeah, like I'm that. Yeah, I'm
1: like I'm like, bro, Sanko for a little bit about me. Like, you know, I grew up in Oakland. Like I've been like I said before this, like, I didn't have guns make me a little uncomfortable. I had a close friend, Devontae Riley, who got shot in the head by a young girl playing with a gun. So like I've mm. seen a lot of accidents mm. happen around guns. Me and Blake go to the range and like it's just recently I've been like I feel more comfortable. Like I know like when you in the hood, niggas ain't teach you about gun safety. Right. Niggas got the barrel no. all up, you feel me? You looking at, the, looking down the barrel, you got your f- finger on the trigger, you're not even shooting. Like, folks don't even know about gun safety. So, like, right. guns make me hella uncomfortable. But now, like, where I am in my in my politicization and I, where I am in my in my politics, I would be a fucking fool to not have a gun <laughs> and to not know how to shoot one. Like you said, wow. when the enemy got one, <laughs> like, what? And I look at the history of this country, nigga, when shit gets sick, white folks use, use force. They use force when 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 shit gets sick. When, they, Period. when it's not sick, they, <laughs> they <get laughs> when they want something, but they using guns. <laughs> so my Period. bad saying didn't
0: mean me yeah. cut you off. What, what you saying? Nah, you
2: good. Yeah, yeah, you good. So, um, I mean, I grew up in the country, so in the in the in the rural eastern North Carolina, in too far and guns like every day for us. Mainly because I grew up like country shit, like fishing, hunting, all that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but also where we was from, like yo, you better have something on you, real talk. <laughs> like. And not necessarily just for white folks, but, you know, beefing with folks in the community, shit like that. It yeah. was, it happened, unfortunately. Um, so I never had a, like, adversity to, like, even like the question of, like, whether to have guns or not guns or whether good, guns are good or bad What wasn't even in my thought process. They just, they are. They're here, whether you like them or not, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm not saying, so I don't believe everybody's, like, role in the revolution or whatever uh, you want to kind of put it is to pick up a gun.
0: Not everybody is right? shooter, I,
2: Exactly. So I suggest the ones that you know, that are able and willing to do so, should should do so. Not to pick up a gun, but at least learn how to use one. Right. Um, so, with that being said, like I think they get they got them. We gotta have them. And I'm not saying we like are you need to try to match a weapons or arms race with the United States. There's damn no you you can't. There's the largest arm deal in the world. Right. Yeah, you're not winning. <laughs> right. You're not
1: winning that battle. We don't exactly. got that. We don't got the access that they got to these hammers. We don't have that.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 But when little when little Hunter and uh, Cody come to your neighborhood and they want to pop off and shit. When George Zimmerman right.
1: want to play motherfucking,
2: exactly. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Exactly. It's a good time to talk about lay down and get down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that's where I think it, it's important to have right and, and important to let folks know that you're you willing to go to any level that they're willing to go to to defend your humanity. Right. right? Not that you want to go there, but if it, if it be necessary, then yes.
1: And it's just wild because, yeah. like, we can get on here and talk about guns, and we talked about all this other shit during the course of this 45 minutes, but somebody will take from this part, we said, arm black folks. That's what they'll take from this shit. But a white person, yeah. a 12-year-old girl, can get a fucking shotgun for her birthday and it's celebrated. But let a black person start talking about arm yourself as a means of protections. Not to just be, you know, having it on your or celebrating, but it's like, bro, you gotta protect yourself from this police state, you know, and it's a problem. Like I was, I was me, me and Blake was talking about, um, we was watching like this, this Huey, Huey, I forgot what show this nigga was on, it was some white man, it's some talk show uh, like Huey back in the day. Some shit it was, and, and Huey was after, like. After
0: the party was like pretty much dismantled. Yeah, it was,
1: yeah, it was after it was dismantled. And he was saying like, out of all this shit that we did, the thing that got the most, publicity the most talked about were the guns not our breakfast programs not how we organize people to fight against policies and shit but the fact that we had guns like that's when you a black person you talk about arming yourself it don't matter what else you do all they're gonna focus on is the guns and it's so funny today that like you know we we hear about the nra and the nra is all
0: about the discussion but the only time the nra ever sponsored gun control is when black panthers we went up to sack you feel me strapped up like hell no, nigga. We, nah, niggas, we
1: said we want niggas to have guns, but not them niggas. Not what? them niggas. We was talking what? about the white
0: people. You feel yeah, me? But what? Like when niggas had guns and niggas exercised their quote unquote right. Second Amendment, come Second on. Amendment right, that shit got stripped away. That's why you can't have open carry in the state. You feel me? Where we in right now? You know, like,
1: <laughs> like my nigga Sankofa said, we need to have guns because the enemy got them. That's how I feel. We live in the, We live in Oakland where OPD is foul. Come, come on. on, they <laughs> shoot <laughs> niggas in the back. OPD out here the county, nigga. UCPD where niggas, niggas are ice. foul. They beat niggas up for oh, jaywalking, shit. all type of shit, bro. We
0: really right, we right right here, bro. Tupac nigga, he was beat off jaywalking, like really the street where we at right now.
1: But you know, I get it. If <laughs> I was white, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want black people having guns either. Like, what y'all need them for? <laughs> like, what? If I was white, you know, like nigga, ain't nobody bothering me. White folks be so stuck in that low ass bubble, you know. Like, we don't need guns, bro. Just talk it out. Just talk to your, you know, talk to your oppressor. You'll be all good to go. Come on, just, man. just vote your way. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think most folks don't realize really that all of this shit is really maintained through violence, right? right. It's it's necessary, like from the get go, right? Like how this shit started. We all know the story. We don't need to go through it, but even, even today, right? The violence that they got to inflict across the globe, just for folks around here to live well, right. right? The shit that they do to the global South and then the, the sabotage and shit they do everywhere else. <laughs> so violence like maintains all of this shit. So like, I think you know folks have used like this famous clip with Angela Davis talking about violence, um, and it's, I think it comes from like the Black Power mixtape, or at least yeah. they pulled. She was down when there. that
0: quote was happening, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then, like she was like, "Yo, the question of violence means you don't know nothing about the struggle of Black folks, basically, right? Or the history of this country." Um, so anybody that has a strong understanding of history, uh, a strong understanding of liberation movements across the globe and the need to deal with violence. I mean, French Fanon so talked about, you know, decolonization is a violent process. It's inherently violent. So, it is what it is. That's how we're going to get to what we and, need to and be. That, and that that quote that, that quote
1: was you said the colon the colonization is a violent process. Decolonization. Yeah. Did he say, yeah. did he say D or, or... You said D or or De- calling coloni- D, de-colonization. the de-colon- yeah. decolonization. Yeah,
0: And I think like it is a violent process, but also it's like when the gun is pointed at us from the, the day of our birth, like affirming your humanity. You feel me? Like through the barrel of a gun, I don't think that's like in my mind. That's not what violence is. Like the violence is the state that we live in every single yeah, fucking in my day. My experience is violent. You know what I'm saying? Like the experience that I fucking have grown violent, up. Like this emotionally shit is psychologically, violent, like physically. Yeah economically violent so like me standing up against this system that shit ain't fucking violent that's def- that's like really like affirming my own humanity my own right to life you feel me fuck your law fuck your shit that say i can't hold this shit nigga like this is my right this is my human right you know so i think like when we talk about violence it's like people are like oh no you not you need to be nonviolent. but i'm like this nonviolent shit like it- it's really a tactic You know, so like we talk about like even the civil rights movement, people paint Martin Luther King. And even like myself, I kind of fall. I fell a little bit of a victim to the like trap of King. Cause like white people be like, oh no, just be like King, you know, be all peaceful and shit. But th- this nigga was like, bro, he had he had niggas strapped outside of his house, bro. He was applying for like concealed permits himself.
1: So you don't fall, <laughs> you don't fall, you don't fall victim to King. You fall victim to like this portrayal of the portrayal yeah, of King. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm I, yeah, yeah, I'm like, my like nigga I felt, he used to show nonviolent, but he yeah. was in his protest not the way of life. I would say probably, you know, exactly, like, exactly nigga had straps. Nonviolence was a tactic even yeah. for himself. Yeah. You
0: feel me? And we think about like the Black Panther Party, but we don't talk about the Deacons of Defense. You feel me? So, I just want to get your opinion on that Sankofa about like just like the civil rights movement and nonviolence and like the, you know, the failures of nonviolence.
2: Yeah, well, I think man, I was just like thumbing through Negroes with guns, uh, just because I knew we were going to have this conversation and it's been a while. So, that's a book written by Robert F. Williams, mm-hmm. uh, who was a former NAACP leader out of North Carolina that finally one day was like, yo, fuck it, we're going to harm ourselves in the struggle. And we ain't gonna let these white folks come and push us around. Um, of course, he caught hell from a lot of bougie evils and stuff like that. He ended up going to Cuba and then China and eventually coming back to the States. Um, but the crazy joint is, like, he's from North Carolina. I moved to North Carolina when I was five years old, went to public schools my whole time here, grew up in a mostly black town, never heard of Robert F. Williams till I got out of college. Right. Like, right. never even heard of the dude. Right? And her man led like some radical shit, right? Like just a few hours <laughs> Exactly, especially I grew with up. the NAACP. Yeah. So like I'm like, damn, like these stories are the ones that get left out. So we get we get this romanticized version of the black freedom movement. So we don't talk about Robert F. Williams. People like Mae Mallory don't get mentioned in conversations like that, right? Um, there's so many folks like the deacons who, and, and folks don't even realize that there was actually like coalition work that was going on between these armed groups and the non-violent groups right <laughs> like while folks were having those sit-ins and other stuff there were armed black folks out there too outside like yo i ain't gonna sit in letting white folk hit me or whatever they ain't gonna show them I'm pictures though gonna support
1: though.
2: you yeah. yeah yeah they don't they don't talk about that stuff they don't talk about like the security yet, when they was having rallies and meetings and stuff like that
0: so, they had niggas strapped um, <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like everywhere. Like shout out to the book, uh, that nonviolent stuff will get you killed. Hello. By, uh, Brother Charles Cobb. This is definitely um Charles Cobb Jr. It's definitely a good book to reach out just to get some understanding about the connection between the nonviolent struggle, quote unquote, and uh the use of guns back in back in during that time of the civil rights movement.
0: Hell yeah. So that's what I think, like, like nonviolence is a tactic. And even nonviolent people who were using it as a tactic, like, even myself, like, I, I, I'm i more militant, you feel me, but I've actually used nonviolence as a tactic, like, in terms of student organizing, student protesting, you know, fighting for, you know, we just uh, founded a, f- a black resource center at UC Berkeley's campus about a year ago, and that came through a lot of, like, nonviolent, you know, yet still kind of militant protests. It's a time and place for that you shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a tactic. That that can be used. Folks think nonviolence mean
1: when a nigga is slapping you, you don't do nothing back. Right. That's what people be confusing <laughs> nonviolence with. Right. Like, okay, when right. when these niggas is using physical force on you, you sit there and you just stare at them. Right. Well, no, it don't work that way. You end up dead fucking around like that. Period. Yeah. It, don't, it don't for sure don't work that way. But there is a time and a place for everything. Nonviolence has for sure got some results in this world. Exactly. Most Definitely. Like, nonviolence cannot be a tactic used against violence. Mm-hmm. It, it no. might be, but it's not sustainable. You ain't right. going to... You, you, you'll you'll perish. You'll, you'll perish, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's like, you're going
0: to hit my mom, nigga. I'm finna fight. You're going to hit my partner. You Nah,
1: I ain't even thinking.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I finna go through. You feel me? Throw it through. Like... It ain't like that. So, um This for
1: show sure is episode for the black folks because I don't you know, white people gonna be listening <laughs> to this shit like damn. Shit, we might lose some patrons. <laughs> oh damn. We uh, talk about German niggas. The real shit, you feel Fuck me? patrons. Niggas might lose their
0: jobs. Fuck a patron.
1: <laughs> oh uh, my God. shit.
0: So I uh, I think the last thing is just like I think we talk about self-defense, but, like, St. Cuff, I was wondering what you think about, like, how do we organize about it? You know, I think that's one thing that's been dope about this conversation is we're not talking about this shit in, like, theory and all that. But we're talking about, like, how do we organize? So what do you think about, like, like how do we organize around self-defense in our communities?
2: Well, I mean, I think if you want to organize around it, there's a lot of great opportunities, I think, that folks are, haven't really hit hard. There's some folks doing the work, but haven't really hit hard. Like, gangs, I think, is a great opportunity to really reach out to folks about black self defense, right? There's a lot of complex issues that go around there, but you got a lot of warriors in the street right now. <laughs> right? Like right now. They use guns, whether you think they do well with them or not, whatever, understand landscape, understand the police and how they operate, right?
1: Yeah, that's folks shit. already
2: got some good intel right now. Right? But they're not they're being uh, you know, stigmatizing the community, right? Because a lot of them may be involved in things that we don't, that are not not necessarily positive,
0: right? But uh, like Fred Hampton Jr., he calls them unpoliticized street tribes.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that's a great opportunity, like, to really build their, because um, most of those most of those people are living in, in black communities, mm-hmm. mostly black communities. The folks that need the Negroes in the suburbs ain't worried about having a they they can't have a, a whole black militia, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the folks at the bottom that's catching hell mostly live still in black, all-black neighborhoods. So that's a great opportunity to really kind of organize people around it. But it has to be connected with something deeper. You can't just like, yo, we're going to organize you all around from self-defense. Like, bruh, you going to put some money in my my hand. you going to put some food in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I got two kids. You know what I'm saying? I got a charge. <laughs> like, So it has to be in congruence with something else. And that's why I am really talking about the need for really... In visiting and then putting into practice alternative uh, institutions, and that's not to say that these we build these institutions up and the institution around us is gonna fall. No, it's a struggle, right? But it's just a way to show folks, hey, there is some, we can like transform society. Like we don't have to live the way we live, and part of that, part of that is like protecting that, and that's where self defense comes in. Um, so that's just kind of one thing that, that really pops up on the side of my head, but I think really stressing the importance about meeting the material needs of the people right then and there forth, and then really trying to give them, you know, to help them uh, politicize them, to give right. them that political education that's so necessary. Mm. Um, but folks ain't really going to listen to you. They ain't trying to go to your forums. They ain't trying to do none of that other shit if you're not going to be able to meet their needs and if you're just showing up once a year whatever.
1: Which I think is totally understandable, right? Like, I, looked at, I look at myself, if a nigga trying to get something from me, which is my time— my labor, my resources, it got to be a mutual exchange. All right, it got to be reciprocal. <laughs> you feel me, nigga? Can't. I'm yeah. finna just be pulling up to you, listening to you talking. Nigga, my stomach growling. <laughs> or, nigga, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to be sleeping tonight. Right. My power bill, my, my, yeah. my lights ain't on. You feel me? So, man, thank you so much for fucking
0: with us, bruh. I'm know. hella grateful, bruh. Like, you know, yeah, like I said, Blake for sure great had
1: great things to say about you. And I feel like I learned a lot from this from this conversation yeah. and I'm, I'm yeah, hoping the our viewers for fast, the same. I ain't, I, ain't,
2: I ain't doing it by so fast. An hour, that yeah. shit eat up <laughs> quick. An hour, you know, yeah. niggas gonna come in here Swift. in a minute
1: and start tapping on the window like y'all gotta go. Right. <laughs> yeah. I fuck Swift, with that though. Man.
0: So this is episode 13 of the Hello Black, the podcast, you feel me? Now we're gonna get on to like our little extended episode that we do. Um, you feel me from patreon.com,